FMX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Josh Strang, GNCC champ, GNCC winner. Looking forward to talking some off-road with uh, Josh Strang. And he wears Fly Racing. And so thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for coming on board this podcast. Formula S helmet, absolutely amazing. Could literally save your life. Please check it out, flyracing.com. The new gear is out. It's some of, some of the best stuff Fly's ever done. I know that generally sounds like a sales pitch that you say every year. And I agree, sometimes. But I'm telling you, 2024 is legit. Go look at the new styles. Look at that Evo stuff that they came out with. Uh, really, really great. Looking and uh, function functions well and all of that. The BOA closure system. And Fly Formula Helmet is the best helmet out there. I'm telling you, read, read the technology. Look at that Formula S helmet. They've risen uh, to the new levels with the Formula S that they released this year. Get it at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. We're going to tell you more about motorsport.com and Kobo Links later on in this show. But thank you to the folks at... Maxxis, Maxxis Tires, uh, MXSTs, developed by Jeremy McGrath. Soft, intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain tires. New ones out, available now. It's a moto gift from the science nerds to you people out there that race and ride your dirt bikes. Check out Maxxis for more information on that. Great mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. They support the moto community across a wide range of uh, advertising in the magazines and uh, podcasts. So please, support Maxxis, why don't you? Thank you to those guys. And, of course, Renthal as well. Renthal.com, made over there in the UK to the greatest of tolerances and chains, sprockets, grips, bars. They got it all. Monster Energy Kawasaki, of course. Mitch Payton has always used Renthal. Honda, look at the year that Honda had, and uh, they use Renthal. 500 championships for Renthal, by the way, since they started Red Bull KTM as well. Renthal.com for more information on that. So please check them out. And you know the quality, you know the name, and you can get it at motorsport.com or your local dealer. Thank you to Renthal's super informative website. All right, here's Josh Strang and I talking about off-road. All right, everybody, I'm super stoked to talk to our next guest here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This man is a GNCC legend. I think he's tied for fifth all-time in wins and just captured the Ironman uh, race this past weekend for the uh, Babbitt's Monster Cowie team. Josh Strang, what's up, buddy? How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thanks for having me on. Um, just kind of recovering from the weekend. Uh, almost the drive home from Ironman back down in North Carolina is, is worse than the race. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just recovering and, and uh, kind of ready to get into the off-season. I, uh, I didn't even know this, but I guess someone on Twitter asked me, you know, why don't you talk about GNCC? 
which I follow the series. Like I read kind of the race recaps and I see the results, but I really don't dive into it too much. And someone on Twitter said, why don't you talk GNCC? And I said, not until Strang wins. Because you and I have known each other for a long time, uh, ex-brand goggle guy, and you know I've, I've met you a bunch, and we've hung out a few times. And I said on Twitter, like, not until Strang wins. And then, yeah, you won. So here it is. I got to talk GNCC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah here, here I am. Yeah, and yeah, you do. It's uh, uh, yeah, like I said, some of my buddies sent me that screenshot, and I was like, oh, I wonder who Mathis call you up. And uh, yeah, like you said, here you are. And yeah, uh, yeah, it took a little longer than I wanted uh, to get the win, but. Uh, I mean, I'm happy with it. Get get the last win of the season. It's always nice to go into the off season uh, with a good result like that. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Good, good to hear. Uh, it was a really so the the last two years of GNCC have have been really crazy. Like tons of winners, tons of up and down results, injuries. Um, you know, knocked a bunch of guys out last year, uh, and you just. You never quite knew what was going on in the series. Uh, Mitch Kendra at Racer X is a guy that I would, on our Slack channels for Racer X, I'd be like, Mitch, what the hell is going on in GNCC? Um, dude, it's been a nutty couple of years, right? Yeah, it has, man. It's It was crazy. There was, what, the seven, eight-year streak that Caleb had. And, yep. I mean, it was he's like a, a Ricky or a Everts kind of guy that they're like once-in-a-lifetime type of type of riders that just come through and they'll dominate and then once they they leave the the pro class it's like everyone's ready to go again ready to kill each other again <laughs> and that's that's pretty much what it was uh like yeah last year a bunch of people were injured but even the year before the first year he was out everyone all of a sudden thought they could win yeah and so it's crazy and like this year especially eight eight different riders uh, win 12 one like there's 12 rounds and there's eight different winners i mean i don't know that that's ever happened and uh i mean i was happy to be part of that group but yeah like you said it's just like any any given weekend there anyone in the whole class and the entire class can win a race so it's it's actually cool and i think the weekend just gone the race was from start to finish like the top five to eight guys were all within like 10 to 15 seconds the entire race so Mm -hmm. uh, i think i think fifth place finished 10 seconds behind me at the finish on sunday so it was um for three or yeah three hours of racing i mean that's crazy yeah yeah it seems like uh well first of all let me ask you this what what is the reason and you're a veteran now right you're an old guy how old are you strang by the way uh 35 yeah see you're you're a a veteran now what yeah what? Why do you think there's been such parity and there's so many different winners? Is there anything that you can tell uh, in your time? And again, you've done a you've done this for a long time. Is there anything that you can see why there's so many different winners and no one can quite grab a hold of this thing? I don't know. I mean, the only thing why you could really try and put a finger on is that everyone now. So when I started, I feel like I've always been like I've always enjoyed training off the bike mm-hmm. so like back in 07 through to 2011 i feel like i was always the, the one of the fitter guys where towards the end of the race i could separate myself from the the guys who didn't let's say didn't train as much or didn't work as hard mm-hmm. and i think now the last couple of years everyone's kind of got onto more of a i don't like to say an alden program but like caleb's doing his program that's mm-hmm. uh kind of mirrors the alden program a little bit and then there's a, a bunch of other guys that training groups so i think they all train more together and i think the intensity of everyone is just 
risen up to where it's on it more of an equal. Everyone's kind of equal. Everyone's doing equal kind of work. Sure. Uh, to get to get the result, and I think, I mean, if you were to put anything, I would. I mean, I'd imagine that would be it. It's like everyone's doing the work that they that that should be done now, and and you can see it during the like for the riding, like the everyone's going such similar speeds. No one can really break away, or it's very rare that you see someone break away and get thirty seconds to a minute mm-hmm. lead. Yeah, it's crazy to have three hours come down to like you said, ten seconds or whatever, five seconds. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just nuts. Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, it's good. It's good for the spectator. Like, it's good for GNCC racing. You know, it's like people watching it. I've heard from multiple people that the race on the weekend was one of the best ones they've seen in uh, in a long time. And and I had a blast doing it. I mean, I'm sure I wouldn't have been as happy as if if I got second or third. But I had a blast doing like racing that that close and that intense for the whole time it was mm-hmm. i mean i yeah that's what it's all about it seems like iron man is i mean it's been the final round for a few years now um a long time now and it seems like iron man is turning out to be one of the biggest ones to win all year huh yeah it, yeah it's i think it definitely is the biggest one obviously the first round's always good you mm-hmm. get you get your confidence going if you can win the first one and uh yeah, Iron Man is just always such a big show. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you the numbers. I think the rider entries this year was the biggest ever for GNTC again. And you just like you look at some of the aerial photos from the weekend, and it's just like it's massive. It's crazy. So uh, I mean, it's uh, it'd be nice if there was a few more of the rounds that were that big. But uh, mm-hmm. at the same time, if they're all that big, then it it can't the tracks just get absolutely destroyed. So. So correct, uh, me, did, correct me if I'm wrong. This weekend in Ironman, you grabbed the lead on the last lap, or right before the last lap. Yeah, with like a lap and a half to go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Was that a plan? Did something happen? Take take me through yourself, because I know from talking to you and other guys over the years, like there's some pacing and there's some strategy as to when you want to lead. Yeah. So for me, I've and been been around for so long now. I, I'm. I've been known for a little bit of a slow starter, so okay. I can and I so I, I try and I tried to stay with the front two guys for the start of the race, and then once I got to about halfway through the second lap, I was like, oh, well, this could be a good day for me. Like, I felt good. Uh, a couple of guys passed me, and then I was able to get uh, past them back, and I got into second behind Ashburn with uh, like yeah, like I said, two mm-hmm. laps to go or something. And I don't know if he was struggling, but I, I felt like I was riding his pace fairly easy, and I. But it, because the pace was so fast, it was hard to make a pass. So uh, I was, like, going through the miles trying to think about where I could make a pass, and there was a uh, spot where one of the guys made a pass on me early in the race, mm-hmm. and I noticed that Jordan hadn't taken that line. Oh, okay, yep. Um, and so I was, we were coming up to it, and I, I had he had a little bit of a gap, so I had to put on a charge to catch up to him, and then – as we got to the line, I think at the last minute he remembered it, but it was too, it was too late. He'd yeah. already committed to his line, and I was able to go around and make the pass. Oh, did you talk to him um, afterwards? So, and he was like, "Shit!" Like I knew that line. No, I okay, yeah, yeah I, I I didn't talk to him, but I like I talked to Baylor a bit after because mm-hmm. him and I had a similar battle in 2020 at Ironman. Yep, where it came down to the last lap, and and there was a couple of times on the second last lap where he. I'd blow a line and I'm like, oh, that looks like a good line. And all of a sudden, Stu's like at my number plate, mm-hmm. like almost passing me. And so the next, on the last lap, I had to remember those lines because I'm sure he would have 
bonsai in there and tried to make a pass. So it was, um, yeah, I mean, it was the last lap was as fast as I could go. Was so, it really? Yeah, really, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 normally I I like to think of myself as a low RPM mm-hmm. rider, especially on the 450. They they work so good in third and fourth gear. Uh, but I swear, I've never hit the the rev limiter so much at a GNCC <laughs> in my life on the last lap. So, uh, uh, yeah, we were definitely having a go. How much of that stuff? So as the race goes on, lines develop and and guys figure out where to go. And it's not that you're cheating, but sometimes sometimes you you know you you can go in a certain width, right? And sometimes the slow line lap one is the fast line later on, and you got to know that. And you got to know when to switch. And I know the KTM crew is out in the woods, and apparently they're really good at helping their riders find the creative lines that help go fast. Is that a big disadvantage if you're on a smaller team like you or or another uh, guy? Like, how much do the KTM personnel point these kind of things out, or is it the fact that you're that you're 35 and you've been doing the series for 20 years that you know which way to go by now, or is it a combination of both? Yeah, it really is a combination of both. Like the the team personnel that KTM and Husky and the well, the KTM group, I guess, mm-hmm. have. Uh, it definitely is a benefit. They don't really point. They're not really ones to point. I wouldn't say cut lines, but lines that cut off sections that are legal. Um, yeah, I'm, more, yeah. I'm not saying illegal. I'm, I guess yeah, I, I need to clarify yeah. that. I, I mean, yeah, creative new lines. Let's say, yeah. Yeah, no. So they they're really good at pointing. Like, so on the weekend at Ironman, there was I think we had four or five creek crossings that mm-hmm. on the exit of them got really ruddy, and some of them I'm guessing some of them probably got fairly deep. So they're really good at standing in a line and pointing their riders in the correct because there might be ten ruts. Yeah, and so they're good at pointing their riders in there, and it's. The hard thing is when you're leading, they'll stand what you learn over the years. You learn, <laughs> you kind of learn, like if there's a KTM person standing somewhere, that's somewhere where you're going to go. Uh, so obviously it's better to to be, be able to follow someone for the first lap or two and that mm-hmm. way they'd get pointed in that line. But uh, yeah, when you'll learn over the years once you, if there's KTM guys standing anywhere near a rut, Normally that one's okay to go in. Or do they stand <laughs> so, by the shitty ruts and then move when their guy comes uh, up? <laughs> well, I don't think they're game because there's some like like I mean you know Stu yeah. like Baylor he's a he's a big fellow and I know if, if someone points him in a line that that buries him he's not going to be happy. So <laughs> okay, um, all right, and I'm I'm not far behind. Okay. I wouldn't be far behind him if someone pointed me in a mud hole just to get me stuck. Okay, so, all right. There's a little bit uh, of gentleman's every, gentleman's agreement. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone's pretty good with that. Okay, but yeah, and then. Then, like as far as lines, like you said, there's a line that would be the the slow line at the start of the race that may be mm-hmm. kind of not the not the shortest line, but at towards the end of the race because no one's using it, it might be the smoothest line, which turns into the fastest line. Okay, yeah, um, yeah it's and, a real strategy. Yeah, and it's, yeah. yeah, and it all depends. Like, all depends on riding style too. Like, uh, I try and carry my momentum, so I would I would tend to use a more flowing. Mm-hmm. flowing line as well where someone might do a point to shoot uh like start and stop so yeah it's all it and it all dep- again it all depends on the track conditions like if it's ruddy or hard pack or and that like it's mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot that goes into it but it's uh i i enjoy that side of the racing as well yeah it's a whole strategy right um when it comes to that so uh you know you finished runner-up in this series a lot like i said i think 
Are you fifth all time or eighth all time in wins? Like you're right up there, uh, all time wins. Uh, seventh in the points this year, though Stranger. Um, but you did get this win. So does the win make the year uh, a good one, or are you just like ah shit? Seventh in the points sucks. Yeah, seventh sucks. Okay, all yeah. right. <laughs> okay, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, and especially I was, I was fairly close. Uh, I think I was five points out of fifth. And I mean, to be honest, fifth for me would have sucked also, mm-hmm. um, because I came in feeling like I was a podium guy every weekend, and it just didn't, it just didn't have, just didn't work out like that. So uh, sometimes that's how it goes. And uh, yeah, I think fifth in the on the wins list, and it's this. This was my seventeenth season, so mm-hmm. it's been. I've been. I've had a really good run, uh, but I still enjoy it. And it's. Uh, but yeah, definitely seventh place this year wasn't. Wasn't where I wanted to be, but the podium at the second last round and then the podium, uh, the win on Sunday definitely, yeah. definitely made the the year a little bit sweeter and just uh, kind of reassure that I've still got that that speed and and that sort of stuff to battle up front. And that's there was a couple of races in the middle of the year where I I'm not sure why, but I really did struggle. And I'm like, man, maybe maybe it's just not <laughs> maybe it's not there anymore. Yeah. And and what sucked is during the week, I was fine, like I was good. I ride with a bunch of young kids who uh, who just go flat out all the time. And for me to ride with those guys, it's good because I know I have, I still have the speed. I just for whatever reason I couldn't put it together all year this year. So uh, no, it was, the win Sunday definitely definitely it, helped. At least made the the year a little a little worthwhile, right? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, Josh Strang here on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, also a Fly Racing rider, uh, Strang, and X Brand, of course, choice of champions everywhere. Hey, DeLong wears X Brand, by the way. Uh, he won the title. Yeah. So, um, uh, hey, so what are you doing next year? Like, what's what's going on? Uh, what do you plan to still race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The plan is to still race. So, uh, I mean, I've told, I've told people a lot. Like, racing motorcycles is the it, although it's difficult, especially like Gene to see is the easiest money that I'll ever make. So uh, while I still enjoy it and mm-hmm. while I'm still competitive, I'm going to keep doing it. So, yeah, the plan is to race. But as far as plans for me next year, uh, I'm not not super sure. So unfortunately, Kawasaki didn't renew my deal. And I'm kind of searching around, uh, trying to figure something out here before, like as quickly as I can. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the the win, although it was great, I'm not sure I would like to think it would help try and figure something out for next season. But we just have to wait and see. And Can, uh, but yeah, definitely. Go ahead. No, sorry. Uh, just definitely, go, definitely going racing next year. And uh, I mean, I would love to do. I'd love to do two to three more years. Yeah. Uh, two for two for sure. But if I'm still, like I said, if I'm still having fun, then three. Yeah. Is it? Can is it? possible for you to put together like i know baylor did this a couple years ago like put together your own team and your own bikes and your own sponsors and make money that way or is that too tough to do no it is and that's it's kind of the way the way it's going it's that's kind of how i um see myself doing it like it's like getting so far along in my career i've got like i have a wife and two kids Mm -hmm. and they like my kids love coming to the race so at this stage of my career although I still taking it serious. It's like, it's, I have so much fun just going to the race with my family. So if I can kind of do it on my own, then there's a little less pressure and, 
and you know when there's less pressure and fun involved normally the results the results show so uh that's kind of what i have a loose plan maybe to do something on my own i'm just trying to find the right support and uh and that sort of stuff to to just make it all work so it's coming together slowly but yeah it's it was unfortunate about the the kawasaki deal that i'd been on the team for for, this is my fifth season with them and uh i don't know just just business wasn't wasn't meant to be i guess well at least you went out with a win right you're like hey take this um you know what i mean you're you're well like you said too like you're maybe your championship days are over but you have a lot to offer as a veteran and you can still win races you know you're kind of like in that justin brayton phrase right which is a phase which is another guy you know well you live out there um you know your name is worth you know it's not all about results for josh strang at this point right your your goodwill your friendliness your 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 respected veteran all that stuff kind of counts so yeah that's and and i that's how i like to think of myself too i'm i'm a ambassador not just to a manufacturer or, or a company but also to like the gncc as a sport uh and yeah, yeah i mean being in the same same kind of picture as brayton i mean that's that's massive i think mm-hmm. brayton's a good guy like for for motorcycles in general and yeah um, and yeah, and it's it's like sure, maybe my championship days are over. But as far as well, I don't want to be a dick, maybe like, maybe that's a dick thing to say. Strat, no, no, but, yeah, I, okay. no, I, no, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's like I've, I won my championship in 2010, yeah. so it's it's like a lot, a lot of people probably thought my days were over years ago. And mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, I can still turn up. And yeah, clearly, yeah. I, I, I believe any given round, I can be a podium guy, and then you give me my day, and I can. I can win, like no, no problem. Um, yeah, so I mean, and like you said, it's it's not all about winning races, and that's what you learn over the years. It's sure we're racing. All of these guys that get paid race, they get paid to race and win. But at the same time, we're getting paid to sell, whether it be a Kawasaki or what other, what any other yeah. brand or product that you're sponsored by. So if I mean. How you and I are good friends with Nicoletti. He, he can't win a race. Oh, he's gonna get pissed <laughs> like, that you said that. Yeah. He's gonna get so mad. <laughs> but but no, Nicoletti's right. yeah. like he's marketable. Like yeah. people love him, and that's what that's what this industry is about. It's about selling yep. the product, and and Nicoletti can do that. Even somehow with his negativity, he still sells products. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, so I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I want to keep mm-hmm. doing race as much as long as I can and and give back. Like so many people have given me the opportunity to do this, and um, if I can give back, and when I'm done racing, I'd like to move into some type of role that, uh, whether it be a management role or mm-hmm. or some other role that gave back to the sport and the industry. I mean, I'm I'm all about it. So, uh, how'd you do? Uh, it? How'd you do the John Penton round this year? I was fourth so dude that's your race that's the one i for know you. I, was, I was upset about it but, uh, yeah that was your one you, it, how many it, times you won that one? Oh, i'd won it two years in a row yeah so, okay uh, but i'd but i'd been at it 15 years until i was able to win there so it, that one was special and it's kind of it's branded as like a ktm race so to okay. win there on a japanese bike is yep. i think it's kind of cool um, so, let me um, ask you this: as a as a former mechanic and as a guy that I run around these pits, Strang and Supercross and Motocross, and you know these guys well. I'm not, you know, it's set up and it's bike this and bike that, and 
look, you're 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 not going back to Kawasaki, so you're free to speak, Strang. This is this is this is getting a a, a completely honest Josh Strang here. Tell me, like, because you have the slow speeds and going through the woods and all the things that a GNCC is, and I've done a couple of them, right? And I've been to a few. Does a bike really matter in the GNCC series? Like, like you know, like, um, oh, KTM's new model came out, right? Cooper was struggling with it, and and then Honda new model. This guy doesn't like it, and 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 I and I get that to a certain extent in Supercross and Motocross because of the turning and the jumps and outdoors and soft dirt and hard dirt and this and that. But then when I watch your series, it's like I don't know, like. Like, just for example, Justin Starling, and we'll talk about motocrossers in GNCC in a second, but Starling doesn't ride a Yamaha, and he jumped on an Ampro Yamaha this weekend, and I asked him how the bike was. He's like, yeah, it's good. Does a bike matter in GNCC? Like, you know, you, you guys have switched teams all over. We've seen that. You, you've done it yourself uh, a couple times. There's not a preferred bike for the woods, is there? No, I don't think so. It's the same same as everything. It's how how someone would set it up, mm-hmm. really. And I, uh, I mean, yeah. The, I mean, to be honest, the the Kals, again, I'm selling a bike here that I won't be riding. But the Kawasaki, I believe, was the best bike. Um, why for is me that? Overall. Yeah. Why do you think that? I think it just fit me. Like, it just fit me. You know, like I wrote the power was good where I can. Because, like I said, I was a, I'm a low rev yep. kind of guy, so I could ro- the power was good where I could ride it in a third and fourth gear almost the whole track, uh, and that way then the the suspension like freed up, so it, it always works. So I could run the suspension setting I run. I can, I believe I could qualify for a national on it. Mm-hmm. Um, where some people, if I was to jump on, uh, I don't know, let's say my teammate Grant Baylor, mm-hmm. let's say I jump on his bike, I. From what I understand, his suspension setting is super soft. Yeah. So I couldn't ride his bike. So I think it really it's just um, all about how how you would set your set your own sure. bike up. But yeah, no, there's no preference in in a brand to be able to win a race. I don't think it's yeah. It's all about how it's how the bike's set up. Right, right. And I I don't th- I feel like in GNCC it's like you know hey Josh Strang went from Cowie to KTM. Wow, the KTM's going to hold him back. Well, not really. You know what I mean? Like. Like, I could see that with Sexton. Like, there's definitely some questions about that KTM chassis and how Chase is going to adapt to it. And I think some of those are legitimate questions. But I just don't see that in GNCC being a problem. Like, I think you guys could just ride anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And I think, yeah, yeah. It, no, you're, you're 100% right. And it's our bikes are so close to um, mm-hmm. the production bike that, yeah, I think all the bikes, as far as I know, even the KTM guys, their bikes are fairly close to production spec. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they they run their fork and suspension settings, but my the yeah. Cowie I've been running just runs the fork and shock that it comes with, and we put a pipe on it and um, set of handlebars. And to be honest, that's that's so it. Nothing think. with cam timing or cams or anything. No, no, no. For us, it's yeah. like we'll run a. We'll actually run the. This the last couple of seasons I've ran the SR ignition. Okay, yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, no, no engine work or anything. So, uh, uh, hey, and it's you, just those things. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, but you being a veteran now, do you go and get on your e bike and pedal these courses, or it's just like I've been here fifteen times? Oh no, I see. I love bicycle riding, so any okay. chance I get, I'm, okay. I'm on the e bike. Yeah, that's. <laughs> 
I always see you in Vegas on Strava. Yeah, I, I need to get out there and, yeah. and do an e-bike with you. Yeah, come on out. I've got I've got some spares, yeah. so you, you can come out. You can sit in on a pulp show because I feel like you'd be a great co-host, and then we can we can e-bike too. So yeah, and, we'll, and then we'll call up Nicoletti and roast him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't know if there was if you went out this weekend at Ironman if you saw a Mister Side out there uh, from Vital MX. You know, uh, maybe you were looking at him for some tips. You know. So. Yeah, so I don't. I've like I've listened to the your show, and I, I've always heard of Darkside, but I, I actually think they did an interview, but he never introduced himself as Darkside. <laughs> well, he's so, such, I think he feels like he's like Elvis. Everyone should know him. Yeah, uh, yeah, and because I, I, then I, I think <laughs> I saw somewhere that he was out there, and I was like, oh, I wonder what he. I wonder if that was the guy that did the interview. Yeah, no, that's that's him. Yeah. Um, Hey, so Starling went out today or this weekend. Justin Starling, I did a podcast with him uh, about his experience. He had a blast. He said you had some really good things to say to him, encouraging things on Instagram, which he thought was really cool. Um, he thought it was great. You know, uh, uh, speaking of roasting, uh, I've been roasting our buddy Zacco for his return to the <laughs> to the XC2, and it's not going well. And uh, poor Zacco, he got injured. It's not quite working out. I have faith in our buddy that he'll figure it out, but. You're a great guy to ask this because I asked Starling this. Like, we've seen motocrossers, you know, Rodney Smith, Mike Krodowski, um, have some good results in GNCC racing over the years, right? And certainly Caleb came to race motocross, and you could see his results were good um, until Roger decided he couldn't race for them anymore. But um, uh, my question is, is like, I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, so this is just something I was telling Starling about, like, not every motocrosser can jump into GNCC and do well. And being a great motocrosser is not at all an indicator of whether you would do well in GNCC or not. Of course, Krodowski and Rodney Smith were great motocrossers, and it worked out for them. But we've seen great motocrossers jump in and not be able to do shit. John Dowd comes to mind and some others. It's, I, my point is, is like whether you're good at motocross or not, I, that doesn't mean anything to how you're going to do at GNCC. Do you agree? It, yeah, I think it takes it. It does take a special person or a special motocross guy to jump in and be competitive. Even Sipes, sorry, um, Sipes sure. did not do well. You know, he said it was too gnarly. You know, <laughs> so yeah. And, I mean, yeah, and now Sipes was on the tail end. Well, I mean, most most moto guys that come off road are on mm -hmm. the tail end of their career, I guess. But uh, but yeah, Sipes was Sipes was pretty solid. Um, I think his mm -hmm. his endurance was what let him down because he could always he could always run up front early and then you'd be like, like he'd pull away and you're like, oh, oh, I'll, okay. just catch, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll just catch Sipes at the end of the race. <laughs> and sure. And sure enough, he, you'd catch him with yeah. two laps to go or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to, there's only a few moto guys currently, I reckon that could probably adapt. I mean, I think Roxon would be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just, the way, yeah. just how, yeah, just how he rides. And I think, well, honestly, Jet, the way he rides, but not, I don't think Jet at, at 19 years old, maybe Jet at mm -hmm. like 25, 27, when he's not going as fast, but has that, like, has that skill set, how he rides, uh, especially the outdoor track. I think he would be really good. But yeah, you know, it's just like, yeah, there's some people that you just, uh, you can just tell you, like, uh, I'd like to see him out of jeans to see, but I don't think he would enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's one of those things, like, you know, for example, um, Chisholm beats uh, – maybe that's a bad example. Let me uh, 
Um, Dylan Ferrandez beats Starling every single Supercross weekend. But if you throw them in the woods, that does not mean Ferrandez will beat Starling every time at GNCC. Like, you just don't know. You know? That's yeah. kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Like, Starling could just all of a sudden figure out the woods and figure out the lines and figure out to slow down to go fast and all of that stuff that you guys do, and then he'll have success. So you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, definitely not. And it's, yeah, it's just a different, all the, well, the younger generation moto guys, they're just taught to mm-hmm. twist the throttle. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's why they, that they, they would have such a hard time coming to off road right now, I think is because as you actually, there's more, there's more to it than just twisting the throttle. Yeah. Um, and, but then, I mean, if you put the shoe on the other foot, there's not, there's no one that can be competitive at like motocross, like none, none of us. Yeah. So, I mean, sure. There's a few, there's a handful of us that could qualify, but I mean, Caleb was, Caleb was good. I think he would have been better in the big bike class. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I mean, like there's a handful of us currently, I think that could qualify, but maybe not even score points. How so, uh, yeah? How happy are you that you 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 qualified for one national, two nationals? Um, yeah, two two nationals. Two. I'm not because because now I can never race thirty plus at Loretta. Oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I I scored. I think I scored two points. Okay, total. so you're in Kiefer's yeah, boat. Yeah, Kiefer, you're Kiefer's yeah. the same way. He's pissed. Right. He made one main yeah, event in his life. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. but it so, is yeah. it is kind of neat for you. I mean, again, you're 35. You know, you're closer to the end than the beginning. But for you to sit back, I feel like and be like, yeah, man. Like in my day, I I you know I scored points at nationals. Like I was I was you know that was awesome. You know. Yeah. No. I, yeah, and it was fun. That was fun back back then. And and like I said, I I I like to think that I could still. I don't think I could score points, but I I reckon I could run somewhere in between 20 and 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, which I still feel is fairly respectable. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Uh, how um, do you still ride moto during the week, or are you back to woods stuff? Like, as you get older, are you just focusing on woods during the week to practice, or is it still like, hey, I'm going out to the moto track? Yeah, so most if we ride, let's say, I mean, once we start racing, you, we barely ride two days a week. Mm-hmm. But if we ride three days a week two of those days would be moto and one would be in the woods. Okay. So yep. most of our stuff is, or well, yeah, most of my stuff is moto, moto based just cause that's where you get your speed from. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then we do so much in the woods that you can just translate the moto stuff, like all the technique and the, the speed over into the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so you feel like as sharp as ever at, at your advanced age, Stranger, uh, on, <laughs> on moto track though, like you feel as good as ever. Yeah, I, yeah, honestly, I do. I probably feel more in control than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like I said, we, I ride with a bunch of younger kids who there's they have their days where they're they're faster than I am, and I'm like, man, why can't I go faster? But then, if we're 20 minutes into a moto, they'll uh, mm-hmm. uh, they'll make a mistake. <laughs> and so, sure, so like, sure, they might be that little bit faster one day, but on that day they they might make the mistake. So in the end we would, the motors would be even. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like I'm still, I can still hold my own, uh, def- And I, I mean, 
I just hate it on video because I always look slow because I'm always in a tall gear. So, <laughs> but I feel like I, like the the stopwatch doesn't lie when when we're riding. So I mean, uh, yeah, I like to think I can still hold my own. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast with Josh Strang, talking about Ironman uh, win and more here uh, on the podcast, presented by Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks, and Motorsport.com. Cobalinks, lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. Use the code PulpMX, free shipping and a discount. Designed and built up there in uh, Boise, Idaho. Lowering suspension link uh, for your dirt bike. So check that out if you're shorter of stature or your wife or girlfriend ride. And also, thank you to the folks at Motorsport.com, the number one online place uh, to order your aftermarket and OEM parts. Free shipping on everything over 79 bucks. Motorsport.com, official sponsor, Phil, I think. I don't know if they're going to carry on with Phil in 24, Strang, because the uh, Motorsport guys were telling me he gets injured a lot and they wanted more races <laughs> for Phil. So we'll see if that deal continues. I don't know. So, uh, um, Yeah, Phil. We need to get Phil out to a GNCC. Oh, that would be fantastic, right? I would I would do an exchange, exchange with Phil. I'd if he came to a GNCC, I'd try and do a national. There I we reckon. go. There we go. Yeah, yeah that would be fantastic. I mean, Phil tried Endurocross once. It went horribly. No, I you remember know? that. Well, Enduro, Endurocross <laughs> is another. That's, I don't even like Endurocross. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Uh, you live in that North Carolina area um, with Coop. Uh, well, or Coop lived there. Coop's from there. And JB and Phil, the club guys, all of that. Do you see them much? Do you run into them? Do you ever go to club and ride? Do you Do you bicycle with them or anything? Uh, they, I mean, man, a lot of Supercross motocross guys are prima donnas. So, uh, <laughs> like we, we, I've tried to get out. Yeah, I'll ride. Uh, sometimes I'll go down to club, but it's normally because we can only get on the practice track. So it's normally only when they're open for practice. So mm-hmm. on the weekends, those guys are either racing or or having an off day. So I'll see them occasionally. Every now and then, I'll get to ride with them on the bicycle, and uh, we actually. I invested in another, with another Aussie family in the old JGR property. Oh, you did? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it. that's where we do most of the riding. And uh, I've tried to get Phil and the group, the club guys, to come up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. He always just keeps blowing me off. I think yeah. he's scared. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so, we'll, well, let this be an issue. Let this be a challenge to Phil, yeah, officially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I so- do remember once, years ago, must have, they must have been on Suzuki, and I was out there riding, and it was muddy mm-hmm. for like – for what they would call first practice. Yep. And I, I actually put, I think from one, from memory, it's, I'm old, remember, so yep. my memory <laughs> might be a bit, a bit rusty, but from memory I had, I think it was him, Alex, and there might've been someone else there at that stage. And I'm pretty sure I had them all covered in the first practice. Okay. And I, and I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm good today. And then it dried out. And then for the first moto, I just got hosed up like normal. And I was like, well, well that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, You're like, oh, shit, oops. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it's uh, – yeah, so, we, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't get to ride. Just different schedules, yep. really. Do you do you want to uh, – so talk about that, J, that JGR property. Is that something where you envision uh, like, a, like a Caleb Russell training facility down the road somewhere? Uh, not really. So the other Aussie family uh, – the young fella Gus, mm-hmm. he actually got second second in the XC2 class this year on points. So uh, we pretty much it's just for our personal use right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. The the other family uh, moved to town and they were. I mean, they asked me what I thought about it, and I was like, "Look, if I had enough money, I would have bought it already." Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't. I, and I was like, "I have X amount of money," and so I I invested in it with them, and uh, 
and pretty much just a personal thing. And the goal is to try and keep it until, I mean, this area has grown like crazy as far as development and housing and all that goes. So mm-hmm. uh, the goal is to keep it until everyone's done racing and, and then probably probably get rid of it. So yeah. makes uh, it, it can make some I mean, land, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but right for right now, it's ideal. Like the Supercross track's still there and the moto track, and then we've added in a bunch of wood stuff as well. So for us, it's perfect. Nice. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. That's 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 cool. It's uh, that's awesome to to have for you and to ride and all of that. You know. Um, question yeah. question for you as well here, uh, Fly Racing Race Racer X Podcast, Josh Strang, by the way. Um, so you've been doing this for so long, and the GNCC series is booming, and like you said, for Ironman, like a ton of entries and stuff. But I'm interested, like. What do you think of the series as a whole? What would you change? What What would you wish they would do? What have you told Carrie Coombs or Tim Cotter over and over about things that they should do or things that you think would make the series slash racing better? Is there anything that comes to mind? Uh, I, to be honest, I don't. I think it's. I think it's good. It's that's a diff. I don't know. That's a hard question, okay. especially when it comes to asking or. Or telling the Coombs family what to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, those, I mean, they. Do, uh, to be honest, they do a good job. I yep, think they have to, man. This, some, this thing's crushing some, it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the tracks uh, get a little like we go to the same place a lot, but then again, they have to find. I think they need like five or six hundred acres minimum. Yeah. Uh, and then I think major- like X amount has to be for parking because they have we have. I think there's eight or nine rigs mm-hmm. plus all plus all the campers and all the people that go. So uh, no, I think they do a good job. There's prob there's a couple of things probably I'm missing that I can't really think about. But mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing for obviously everyone wants to make more money. I mean, it'd be nice to get get it a little more recognised, I guess, through the in the industry. Like, I mean, the the GNCC is already big, but it's I, I believe the off-road community spends a lot of money uh, in the industry. Yeah. So it's like... I agree. I mean... We, we, do, the, we do Pulp Fantasy, and uh, we give away a lot of dirt bike-related prizes. And so people have to tell us the year, make, and model they have. And you'd be so surprised at all of these off-road bikes, that these people who play Pulp... They play Supercross and Motocross Fantasy, but they own an off-road bike. It's out there, man. Yeah, so and that's that's what I just we sometimes I wish that a little bit we didn't get the the crumbs from the SXMX kind of kind of group. That would mm-hmm. to be honest that would be all all that would be good if it was shared out a little more, but then again, well, you know, you you talk about it every week it's it's televised, it's live. Yeah. I mean, you can't reply you can't you can't compete with that out in the out in the sticks of tennessee or west virginia or whatever um but yeah other than that i mean yeah 17 years i've been doing it and that's mm-hmm. definitely gr- it's gr- it has not got any smaller anyway um hey i forgot to ask you this is why i was struggling for a second there for a question my follow-up question is how did you end, ever end up in the charlotte area i'm sure you've told me this story but how did you ever end up there so long ago was it through, through hooper uh, no, so Hoop actually moved to the, the Charlotte area because we were here. Okay, all right. <laughs> so we, yeah, we were here first. No, I, I thought Hooper had um, something to do with it. I thought there was something yeah. to do with it. Yeah. Uh, so we, I, uh, well, you remember Watty? 
Yeah. Shane White. Oh, legend. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so him and another Aussie guy, Glenn Carney, they lived in this kind of area when I first moved over here. And because I didn't know anyone, I lived with Glenn uh, for 12 months mm-hmm. and that we were just based here. Uh, and then I moved out to California there for three years. Mm-hmm. And when I realized that didn't really work out, I moved back here and this was just the area where I found found a house and everything. So it's – and I, I enjoy it here. It's like – it kind of reminds me a little bit of home. Yeah, uh, it's nice there and, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's just quiet. I like – I just like it here. It's nice, so – Hey, is there, um, like talking about GNCC and MX Sports, obviously the official sister company, the Racer X, where this podcast is, is that J-Day series? I hear a lot about that stuff. I mean, they paid Coop to come out and race it. Is that a viable alternative GNCC money-wise for you guys? No, it's it's not a national series. So the manufacturers don't okay. don't, full, don't fully support it, as far, as far as I know. Yeah, but I'm, uh, well, yeah, but I, if you're doing your own thing, can you go there and make more money or no? I don't know. No, you couldn't okay. make more money than that at GNCC. Okay, uh, but it's it's kind of it's like a north, north. Uh, what's that? Northeastern series yeah. runs up there. Yep. And I, I mean, it draws a, I think it draws a big crowd. But we have like we have local series in this area, um, the Mid East, and it's they they draw just as big a crowd and they have a good payout uh, each weekend. Like this weekend. They're, they have their last round in Hickory, North Carolina, and there's a pro purse, like a pretty big pro mm-hmm. purse. So I'm going to uh, – so, I mean, it's – yeah, for me, you can do – there's tons of local series, off-road series that you can do that that pay decent money okay. if you were looking for off weekends. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, there's there's stuff out there for you to do. Um, what uh, – who's a bigger legend in GNCC for what they did, Stu Baylor or Watsy? I mean, seriously, like I was at KTM when Watts <laughs> raced. It was unbelievable. He was pulling bikes out of crates and winning races. Just different sizes, everything. The guy was unbelievable. And then Stu Baylor, of course, you know, he's got his whole thing going on and winning. It's it's something else. Yeah, so, I, I mean, Watts, he was before, like, all the Instagram, obviously Instagram and all mm. the social media. So that, And I was fairly young, so the only stuff I ever saw about Watts, he was through magazines in Australia. Okay. Yeah, so I never, I, I'd only ever heard stories, but, I, I mean, honestly, I think Watts, he, the way he did it, <laughs> I think he won all the, there was one year he won seven different races on seven different yeah. size bikes or something. Yeah. And, like, I'd, I'd heard he'd, He'd turn up to the start line on used tires. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, I think I think what he did, even though he's a bit crazy, um, I think like his <laughs> he, what he did was yeah. like inc- incredible. He made Steel City Nationals. He raced Daytona. He made Daytona main event. I was at KTM for a couple of years with him, and he'd sleep in his van, have a hot plate. Yeah. <laughs> he'd shower with a garden hose draped over a basketball net, like the guy. And then he would just be like, on Wednesday, he'd be like. Hey, what should I race this weekend? And we're like, uh, 125. Okay. All right, I'll do it. And like <laughs> the guy seemed unbelievable. He's, I still see him every now and then. He's 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 a Yeah, he's up yeah. in Utah somewhere. Isn't he? Somewhere, yeah. man. But he's an Aussie yeah. off road legend. It's <laughs> Shane yeah. Watts, you know? Yeah, and that's what like oh, if I ever go home or you get some messages or something on on Instagram or whatever, they'll mention Wattsy. They're like and you can just tell the person who messages, they're like 60 or 70 and they're just a watts like they're just a watts fan yeah he's he's something else you know yeah Uh, oh he is that 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and talk about Baylor. Uh, I had Stu on my show a couple years ago, and Stu had some controversies, and he calls it like he sees it, and he's you know he's the the, the people's favorite and everything. What do you think of Stu Baylor? He does that. Uh, I mean, I get along with Stu. Yep. Hey, he's good for the series, we, right? I mean, he's, he's this is good. Yeah, he is yeah. really. He is really good, and obviously, he says he says some stuff that he probably shouldn't, um, and he he pisses some people off. But you know, mm-hmm. he he can ro- he can ride his dirt bike like scary scary fast. Yep. Um, and especially for how bit like he's he's not the he's not the kind of athletic figure that you would think could ride a motorcycle fast, especially for three mm-hmm. hours. Yep. But you know that that's how he does it, and. And I, yeah, he definitely is a people person. Uh, and I mean, I, I think, yeah, like you said, he's good for the sport. Uh, sure. He says, I think he says some stuff that he shouldn't, and he probably knows that too. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. But, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, yeah, I think the sport would be fit. Our sport would be fairly boring without Stu. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a good thing. And, and I mean, he, I think he's, He's definitely reached more more viewers just by some of the stuff he does than any. Like I said, any mm-hmm. of us, any of us other riders would. But uh, yeah, no, I think it's good, and it, and it's like him and I are different, two different people. So I feel like I'm a I'm a I'm a pros pro, and and Stu's a redneck pro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and 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 but both of them work. Yeah, it's like there's there's companies that love love both kind of people. So I think uh, no, like you said, it's perfect yeah. for the sport and. Uh, yeah, I, I hope he he missed out on the championship again this year by from a mechanical. So I mean, mm-hmm. I know he wasn't happy a couple of weeks ago, but I'm not sure if you saw the video. He took out that uh, that awning pole like he was a yes. football player. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> no, I I have a couple people, my friends in my industry, that won't sponsor him. They're just like, I don't want the guy because he'll trash my product if it you know if something happens and. Like I get it, like whatever. Like you said, he's not for everybody, but the people that do love him, love him. You know, and he's good oh, for the yeah. series. So yeah, yeah, and that's like on Sunday, the last once I got into the lead, I was like, man, I have a lot of fans here all of a sudden. <laughs> and but Stu's like Stu's on my ass, like racing me, and I'm like, oh, maybe they're che- no, they're probably cheering for Stu. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a, it's actually not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it's. I mean, yeah, I think it's good. There's like. Yeah, it's it's uh, it is pretty cool. Um, do you follow much Supercross motocross? Like, I know you follow it, but do you do you watch them all? Do you, are you one of those dudes watching live and all that stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I prefer Supercross. I mean, sorry, I prefer motocross just because it's like you're you got to be a man. Yeah. Um, and I like I like that, but then this then the Supercross stuff is just is is just also I, I mean yeah i love i love watching it. i watch it all watch yeah. all the rounds follow all the silly season stuff and all that all that yeah. Stuff. yeah 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 um what uh i guess uh a few more questions here to wrap it up uh here on the uh, racer x podcast fly racing racer x podcast with josh strang um you happy with everything you've done like with your career and and you know your fifth all time and got a championship and like are you content if it all didn't if you if it ended tomorrow and you couldn't race, couldn't find a program, all of that stuff. Like you've been happy with what you've been able to accomplish. I, I would hope so, but I'm just yeah wondering. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I've I think I've far exceeded what I what I had set out to do when I first, like 
when I first came over, I mean, I think if when I first came, I maybe expected to be here for five years. Uh, but I definitely didn't expect to be racing here for 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, definitely happy with everything. Uh, and, to, I mean, yeah, sure, I would love – I would love to. I really wanted to win another champion. Well, I mean, there's still there's still hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I would. By this stage, I wish I would have had more than one GNCC championship. But that that obviously proves that they're not just they don't just hand them out. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there was a couple there was a couple there around 2010 that I I probably had one hand on, mm-hmm. and I just and I just blew it. Uh, but I mean, that's like I said, that's that's why we race. Uh, but yeah, now as far as feeling satisfied, is the answer is yes. So, yeah. Um, no, I and like I said, I lo- like I love the sport, and I, I'd like to see myself involved in the industry or the sport when I was done racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel like you're going to stay in America the whole time. Your wife's American. I know that. All that. Like you feel like you're 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 set where you are. Yeah, I think so. I mean, unless so, my parents own a motorcycle dealership in Australia and. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, this place, it, like the U S is home here as well for me. So, um, I, I was born in Australia and grew up there, but this is, this is home yeah. and I love it here. And, and yeah, so, I mean, I don't see myself moving back there and unless that's what the boss lady wanted to do. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy with either. It just sucks for you, Strang, the great career you've had, but you had that one, you have Watts just being the fastest Aussie GNCC racer ever, probably. Right. Um, over you, like your number two, right? Damn it! <laughs> no, we both we both have one championship. Yeah, he's only got and one. I, That's pretty incredible yeah, too for him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, he was he was far, he's got a world championship though. So yeah, six uh, days. He's got right? one up on me. He did. He won no, six days too. I think right. Well, yes, yeah, six yeah. days and and just the world championship. Oh, before he came to America, I think he won that. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so, is that yes. is that anything that interests you at all? You're too old. It at this did. Point? Yep. Yeah, too old at this point. So the original plan, when I was t- a teenager, I wanted to go to Europe race like Everts, huge fan of Everts and Coppins and Bichon. Uh So that's where I wanted to go. I wanted to go to Europe race MXGP. Yeah. Uh, and I, I quickly found out through the, like the Australian Motocross Nationals that I just wasn't cut out for moto. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was good, but not good enough to do anything with it. Uh, and I. So that's when I kind of dabbled in some off-road, and the the kind of goal was to go to either Europe or the U.S. And the U- I came to the U.S. first, and just I mean, it, I just got lucky and got that deal uh, through Webb actually, and then yeah, I've been here ever since. Yeah, Tom Webb, big Josh Strang fan, always. Um, yeah. Did you did you grow up with Burner and Chad? Were you in that era? No, so they were just, they were a little bit before me. Okay. So uh, I remember state titles. The first state titles I ever did was 96. And I remember seeing Reedy on a, I'm pretty sure it was an RM85. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that stage, he wasn't a bit like he was, obviously wasn't a household name, but I I just remember seeing him doing all the jumps and I was on like a KX60, yeah, yeah. probably rolling all the jumps or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So they were a little bit before me, but not, not a whole lot of years. Right. I, I saw a home video one time, Burner and Chad in Australia on like XR 600s on a grass track. I don't know. You guys had some thumper oh, series. Yeah. And oh, dude, nationals. it was epic. Just going at yeah. it. It was amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you, you just couldn't 
like you, it's hard to imagine how slow those things would have been compared to a 450. <laughs> yeah, burner's like burner's slow. bike. Yeah, burner's bike still had the tool bag on the back fender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's great. That's a uh, that's a good time. Uh, hey, when you get out to cycle, I know you're a big cycle guy. Following you on social media, and everything is it mountain bike or road stuff? Uh, road bike for the most part. It's just yeah. for me, it's easier just mountain bike. Unless it's an e-bike, the mountain bike is so hard to just go for an easy ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, road bike, I can leave straight out of my house and do – I could probably ride all day if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for the most part, it's road ride, and then we have some mountain bike stuff kind of close. Uh, and then if it's a day where we just want to take it easy, we're, we're on the e-bike, and then obviously the e-bike at the races as well. Are you a living so, extreme I, athlete? Are you a are you a no no nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm I've been buddies with Travis is probably one of my oldest uh, American friends. Okay, um, but yeah, I'm not a beam athlete. I actually trek support me with bicycles, so oh, okay, um, that I like that. And then, uh, but I mean, I just like bicycle riding. Like you, I know you talk to Rarick a lot. Yep, uh, and when he lived in the area, uh, we used to ride road bikes quite often. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, I try and get out. I try and do about a hundred miles a week. Nice. Uh, nice. Just, and it's, and it, like, again, it's, it's good for, for the cross training and the training, but it's also for me, it's like a mental release or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, and I just, I just like doing it. I love going out and just, just riding my bicycles. So yeah, probably even after you're uh, done racing, you'll be riding bicycles, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a, there's a few bucket list race bicycle races that I, I have the year I, get done racing i mm-hmm. need to train for them before i get too fat so <laughs> well listen i, I hear so. the livid extreme shop is loose with their sponsorship rules so maybe <laughs> you know maybe like if, if something happens with the trek thing maybe maybe livid extreme will take you but you have to apply and all of that i'm sure so uh, yeah 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 apply to beam you, you know <laughs> you also you also know uh hooper has a bicycle shop that's right right yeah 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 and so he he makes a good he makes a good coffee so i go up there quite often and hang out with him hoop and i are does, real close so. and does beam get mad when you find out you went to hooper's bicycle shop because i understand there was a rivalry between them bicycle shop <laughs> i think he i think he used to but i mean they're 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 adults so they can figure it out phil says that beam doesn't always open on time you don't quite know when he's going to be there or not so it's hard for business that way but <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting involved in this <laughs> <laughs> I love getting the gossip from from the gang. Uh, I'm in a I'm in a yeah. group I'm in a group text with another with Rarick, Phil, Webb, and Weege and I, and I get these stories of Taco oh, yeah. Beam, uh, <laughs> all these guys, and I'm like, what is going on there? So yeah, it yeah that oh mate yeah Beam is a he's a good good time. <laughs> he yeah, is yeah time. absolutely. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah. man, uh, thanks for doing this, Stranger. I really appreciate it. As I said, I was not talking GNCC until you won. Uh, I follow your results. I follow the career you've had. Um, and I do, like this. Like I said, the last two years of GNCC have been absolutely nutty with injuries and all the different winners and all the different subplots and drama and what's Stu Baylor doing now. And um, So I've been really enjoying reading about the series and talking to Mitch Kendra about it the last few years. And I'm super stoked that you got a win uh this year that that's awesome good for you uh you're you're a class act and uh it's awesome to have you on this podcast man yeah no worries thanks for having me on it's uh let's we'll uh we'll go for win 20 number 26 next year yeah absolutely and then yeah come out to vegas man and uh i don't know like you guys yeah. don't race out here but let's go eat biking and come in for the pulp show and 
we'll get Phil in and it, and you guys can yeah it'll be fantastic yeah yeah no heck yeah that'd be fun yeah the the last time I actually hung out with Phil we were uh, it was for Coop's uh, baby shower okay baby, yeah I don't know diaper diaper president we ended up on a boat on Lake Norman so okay you can just you can just imagine how that. <laughs> Yeah, that afternoon went. Yeah, and uh, and and so uh, Phil's a tough guy to warm up to, but it sounds like yeah, he's always spoke highly of you. So like sometimes he doesn't like people just because of different reasons, and then he doesn't like them. Then he gets to know them, and then he changes his mind. But <laughs> I think he's always been down with Josh Strang, you know. So yeah, yeah. no, that's good. No, I like Phil, but I mean, yeah, I'm the same way. I thought I always thought Coop was a. Was, I didn't like Coop for a long time. I was yeah, like, man, that that guy that guy is a piece of work. And then I finally, like he, when he moved out here, I got to mm-hmm. know him a little bit, ride with him, and then you get to hang out with him away from the dirt bike. Yeah, and I'm like, and you're like, he's like he's like us. He's like normal. He's like normal person. Yeah, I I'm the uh, same way. I've only ever known him from a media perspective forever at the races, and he's very serious and very. Uh, he always was professional with me and would give me interviews, but. I got the sense the dude didn't like me, right? Um, but yeah. he was never he never said anything, but I just got the sense like a, he wasn't a fan. And then, I don't know, yeah, he came into studio a couple years ago, and we hung out, and then I've gotten to dinner with him a few times, and I'm on this group text, and yes, my opinion of him has changed, and I think just at the races, he's very serious. But away from it, he's, dude, he's, yeah, the guy's hilarious, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm kind of the same yeah, way. I think yeah. that, I think there's a bunch of guys like that, that especially Supercross. I mean, you know what it's like. There's so much attention and that mm-hmm. on them that I think will get them away from the track, and they're actually they're good people. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Absolutely. Well, cool, yeah, man. Wow. Uh, thanks for the time. I'm glad people – hopefully people enjoyed this. And uh, congrats on a great career. It's not over yet. Congrats on the win. And, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what your next chapter is, Strang. Uh, thanks for the time yeah. today. Yeah. All right, mate. Thank you. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.